the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen come with me to revelation chapter 3 verse 7 as we get into god's word revelation chapter 3 verse 7 verse 7 and 8 and the angel of the lord and the angel of the church and to the angel of the church in philadelphia right these things say he that is holy this he that is true, he that had the key of David, he that opened it and no man shut it and shut it and no man opened it. Verse 8, I know thy works. Somebody say, I know thy works. He said, I know thy works and I have set before thee an open door. Last week, we announced that this month is a month of open door. Somebody say, my month of open door. And what it means is that God will be opening strange doors for you. In the name of Jesus, impossible doors shall be opened for you. Those you have not been knocking, start knocking them. Those that you have been knocking to shall be open. In fact, those you have not knocked shall be open. Why? Because God sets before us an open door. And we were told last week that one of the things God looks at to set before us open doors is our works. Somebody say our works. He said, I know your words, and because I found your words worthy, credit worthy, or charitable, I have set before thee an open door. I have known your works. I know it. What are your works? One of the works that we, we can engage in to enjoy open doors with God is the business of soul winning. Somebody said, The business of soul winning. Colossians 4. Three Apostle Paul was talking and he was asking for prayer essentially so that he can have doors of opportunity to preach the gospel. He said, Without prayer, also praying, also for us, that God will open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which also I am also in bonds. He said that. Pray for us that a door of utterance will be opened. An opportunity will come for us to be saved. That was Apostle Paul's prayer. And this week, Friday, we have an opportunity to reach out. Friday is a public holiday. It's an Islamic holiday. And Friday in the morning, by way of announcement still, in the morning from 8.30 to 10.30, we'll have two outreaches on Friday. 8 in the morning, 8.30 to 10.30 in the morning, and then, 4.30 to 6.30 in the evening. So, by all means, find yourself in one of these groups. Very important. If you can't join the morning train, join the evening train. But by all means, be a partaker of what's going on. Say an amen. amen. Okay, so, Paul said, pray for us that the door of utterance will be set before us. That was his prayer. He wanted opportunities to share Christ with the others. 
When we talk about soul winning, what exactly are we talking about? Last week, we took the first definition. Today, we are looking at soul winning. And we say when we talk about soul winning, it simply involves reaching out to lost souls or people who don't know Christ for the gospel so they can believe and be saved. So they can believe and be saved. So they can believe and be saved. Mark chapter 16 verse 15 and 16. The Bible says, Go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So that's it. So when it simply means reach the lost where they are, get them to believe the gospel and then they will be saved. The salvation of mankind has been paid for. Jesus died for the salvation of humanity 2,000 plus years ago. All that we need to do is to partner with him by getting to the message across to sinners wherever they may be. God has not got a problem with sinners. He has a problem with us who are refusing to tell sinners the antidote to their problem. Praise God. The medicine we are seen as wicked people when we refuse to give uh, medicine to people who need it. Anybody who has the privilege of administering drugs to somebody at the point of death and refuses to do so can be charged. If they are, they are able to establish evidence against him for murder, true or false. Why? Because you have the capacity to help, but you refuse to help. And you and I have the capacity. Now that we are saved, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 18, he says, For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Then verse 18, he says, All things are of God. Who had reconciled us unto himself, made us new creatures, and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, he said, To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the word unto himself, and has not imputed their trespasses unto us, unto them, and has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation, or the word of reconciliation. So, God has given us a business to do, and we can't fail at it. Praise God. Soul winning is God's business. John Wesley used to tell his students all the time, he said, you have one, you have only one business and that business is soul winning. Praise God. That's our principal business. Thank God for what you do as a doctor. Thank God for what you do as a lawyer. Thank God for what you do as a banker. Thank God for what you do as a teacher. Thank God for what you do as a business person. But listen, connect whatever you are doing to so winning. Let one be saved through what you do. Praise God. Use your position of influence. Use your position of power to make sure that as many as are within your jurisdiction, as many as are within your sphere of influence, they get exposed to the gospel and they get saved. When you do that, we say you are fulfilling your ministry. Anytime you use any influence, any opportunity God has given you to make sure others who don't know the Lord get to know him, we say you are fulfilling your ministry. Most people think that when we talk about doing ministry, it's about standing on the altar like this and preaching. That's one aspect. Praise God. But all of us have been mandated to do the business of soul winning. Praise God. We said last week soul winning involves three things. One, it involves reaching people for Christ. Reaching people for Christ. Number two, it involves bringing people to what? Christ. 
And then number three, keeping people in Christ. So we reach people for Christ. We bring people to Christ. And then we keep people in Christ. He said, go, bring forth fruit. Let your fruit abide. Then you will ask whatever you want and it shall be given unto you. Praise God. So these three things must be done. If the people we reach out to, we don't bring them to faith in Christ, we have not won them. And if we win them to faith in Christ, but we don't see to their establishment and continuous growth and maturity in Christ, we are equally failing. It's a threefold cord that must work together. Why must we win souls? Last week we said that soul winning is one of the greatest opportunities we have. Somebody says it's one of the greatest opportunities we have. It's a one of the greatest opportunities God has given all of us. He said, all of us should go. He didn't say pastors. He didn't say teachers. He said, everyone should go. And he says, go, bring forth fruit. Let your fruit abide. Then, when that is done, you can ask what you want and it shall be given unto you. That's an opportunity. Praise God. That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity. Number two. We said soul winning is vital because God loves lost souls. God loves what? God never forget that God loves lost souls. He loves them. It's, it should be something that should be constantly on your mind. God is more excited about lost souls than he may be about us. Yeah. He says when one sinner gets saved, heaven goes in a great party celebration by one sinner's salvation. Than when righteous people gather like this. God loves lost souls. In the book of Romans 5 8, he said, God commended his love toward us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we want people to be saved before we love them or we like them, God loves sinners while they are sinning. Praise God. When you go to Colombia in Crofum and you meet the boys smoking, God loves them. When you drive past, uh, Gordon Tulip in front of uh, um, that nightclub there. What's the name of that nightclub? Vienna City. And all of those places, if you drive certain times of the night and you meet our sisters in short skirts and all kinds and they are signaling you for your attention, you must know that God loves them. They look like they are bad people, but those are the very people God loves. The Bible said, while they were in sin, God died for them. Jesus died for them. While they were in sin. Number three, why is the business of soul winning so vital? We are continuing. Number three is that soul winning is one of the few opportunities that can be utilized only in your lifetime. Your ability to win souls is tied to your life on earth here. When you die, you cannot impart anybody for eternity. While you are alive, you have the privilege of reaching out to many people for the Lord. When you die, that ends it. Some people say opportunities come but once. I disagree. But when it comes to soul winning, it comes but once. It comes but what? Yeah. Not every opportunity comes but once. But the opportunity to win, lead a lost soul to Christ comes but once. If you don't speak to your father about Christ and he dies... You saw the drama, those of you who were early in the service. You saw how Osofumako had the opportunity of communicating the gospel to the blink blinked people and didn't do it until he heard that they were gone. Most of the time, when we hear 
that somebody we love or somebody we know dies. We feel it. But usually it's a natural part we feel. We don't tend to know the weight of what awaits them on the other side if they were not saved. Your pain will be double. If you only thought, if you began to think about what awaits them on the other side. The Bible talks about a man who never, he himself never gave his life to Christ. But the moment he died and saw the reality of what awaits sinners. The Bible said all of a sudden he became an evangelist. From the grave, he actually wanted to come back and preach. When he could not, he said, send someone to go and preach. All of a sudden, the chiefest of sinners became a chief evangelist. But it was too late. May it not be too late for someone. We are told in Luke chapter 16, verse 27 to 31. The Bible says, then he prayed. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that I would send him to my father's house. You can give me the King James Version. You will send him, New King James, you can send him to my father's house. Yeah. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them. Lest they also come to this place of torment. There is a place of torment that awaits in it. We don't need to torment them with that place. We need to tell them they can escape from that place of torment. Our message is not go to trouble and torment them. That torment awaits you. Tell them you can escape this torment. It was not designed for you. Hell was not made for any sinner. Hell was not made for human beings. Hell was made for Satan and his fallen angels. And so as many as, because Satan is wicked and he doesn't want to end in hell alone, he's influencing and corrupting so many others so he can get company there. Even the devil wants company. Praise God. Opportunity to win souls. He says, our five brothers, let's come to this place. Look at Abraham. Verse 29, Abraham said, Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Verse 20, 30. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Verse 31, he says, but he said unto him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither would they be persuaded. Though one rise from the dead. So you and I, are the only people who have the privilege of sharing the gospel. And I pray that in this month, and all through the remainder of this year, you will seize every opportunity. See every business opportunity as an opportunity, not just to make money for yourself, but also bring joy to God. Bring joy to God. What prevents you from having given legal counsel to somebody in your office? When the person gets up and is walking out of the office, what prevents you from asking, sister, are you born again? Do you know Jesus as your Lord? If you die today, do you have a relationship with God? What prevents you from doing something like that? What prevents you after you have had an encounter with somebody over business or gone for lunch? When you are finished, brother, do you, have you heard about the love of God? Do you know God loves you so much that he sent his only son to die for you? And he yearns for fellowship with you. What prevents you? Is it too much for you to say? You don't need to know scripture to do that. Telling someone about the love of God, you don't need to know Matthew or Revelation to do that. You can basically do it. And I pray that the boldness and the courage to do so shall be your portion. Shout a believing amen. Amen. How profitable is the business of soul winning? Last week, we touched on three things. And we explore the profit of soul winning in three areas. We said that soul winning is profitable to God. Somebody say it's profitable to God. Soul winning is also profitable to you. Somebody says it's profitable to me. 
And soul winning is profitable to the world. Say it. Soul winning is profitable to the world. So what profit does soul winning brings to God? One, soul winning glorifies God. It glorifies what? God. Soul winning glorifies God. God is excited when the whole of Kumasi Sports Stadium can be filled with men, not because of a leather ball, but because of Jesus. Am I communicating here? Yeah. If football, leather ball, played by 22 people, officiated by people who take gangantuan bribes. <laughs> now, if that kind of game can attract thousands of people, God is looking for a day where we will gather and in the thousands we will lift up our voice and we are not celebrating black stars but we will be celebrating the Lord Jesus. Can somebody give me a believing amen? If political parties can bring political parties who come to fulfill their own agenda can gather multitudes even so is God glorified every time we gather and there are multitudes everywhere. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 28, he said, in the want of people is the distraction of a prince. But in the multitude of people is the king's honor. In the multitude of people is the king's honor. God is honored when we meet in church and there is no empty place. When everywhere is speak, people are standing outside. When they were going to watch Anasi's video, I understand there was a stampede. But if there is a crusade, would there be a stampede? That's what excites God. That's what the signs go. In the book of John chapter 15 verse 88, he says, Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. I see you bearing much fruit. Bear much fruit as a student. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. Jesus came and his sole business was to bring the father's glory. Look at what he says. John 17, 4 and 5. John 17, 4 and 5. John 17, 4 and 5. He said, I've glorified thee on earth and I've finished the work which thou gavest me to do. I've finished the work. What was the work? The work of saving souls. The work of dying for humanity. The work of preaching the gospel to the lost. I've finished the work. I've glorified thee. So when we reach out to lost souls and they come to faith in Christ, they become established and they are growing in Christ. God is glorified. May God be glorified through your life. Number two, soul winning is profitable for you because it's a platform for provoking supernatural breakthrough. And in this month, may breakthrough become your portion. May you break through in your business. Breakthrough in your job. Breakthrough in your academics. Breakthrough in your relationship. Shout, I'm breaking through. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. We are told how Peter came to his wit end. He had tried everything he knew about business. Things were not working. Oh, he was doing everything. He says, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret. Verse 2. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone, were gone out of them and washing their nets. Somebody said they were washing their nets. It means it was over. They have tried all they knew. It was over. So they have given up. And he entered into one of the ships. Give your ship over to Jesus. Allow him to enter your ship. Let him enter your business. 
don't throw it away. Let him enter in. Partner with the Lord. Allow him to come into it. Praise God. Let him come. You partner with him by reaching out to the Lord. You partner with him by giving for the gospel. Partner with him. Peter gave the boat. And when Jesus finished, he said, I have finished the Father's work, but your needs must be met as well. So, when he finished, let's look at verse 4. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let your net down for a drought. And look at verse 5. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And look at what followed. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and their net break. Look at verse. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships. So they began to sink. Verse 8. Peter was shocked at the harvest. This month, as you come into agreement with God, and all through the remainder of this year, as you come into full partnership with God, in engaging in this glorious work of harvesting souls, may there be a net-breaking harvest for you. May there be a boss-sinking harvest for you. In the name of Jesus. When we partner with the gospel, with God in sharing the gospel, the blessings are amazing. Praise God. Giving towards the gospel is not like any other giving. It's unique. Number three, the third, the third profit of soul winning has to do with the world. Somebody say the world. Say the world. I was shocked when I saw the offer Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus made to Jesus when he met him. The offer he made when he became saved. The reason, the problem, why we have a lot of poverty, lack, and want in most part of our world, particularly in Africa and the rest of the world, because there's poverty in every part of the world, including the U.S. Praise God. Everywhere there's poverty. There are people who have more than they need and there are people who have less than they need. Poverty everywhere. Everywhere. The reason is because people are not saved. People are not what? I'm telling you. When everyone becomes saved in Africa, there will be a change in Africa. Do do you understand what I'm talking about? Africa will be changed. One person will not sit and collect 65,000 and job. Africa will be a better place. Corruption takes a greater chunk of our GDP. But it's it's not accounted for. When they call GDP, the amount that is unaccounted for via corruption is uh, much more than you can. It, it can rescue some of the banks that are in crisis. Am I communicating? It can, it can do much more. But individuals are pocketing them. Look at Zacchaeus. Look chapter 19, verse 8 and 9. One person, look at the offer he made when he got born again. One person. One Zacchaeus. And may God touch the heart of politicians who are Zacchaeus to release what they need to release. And Zacchaeus said, stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, the half of my goods I will give to the poor. Listen, when he made this offer, he was not saying that I am becoming poor. He, gave, he could give half of his goods and not be poor. Then again, he says, If I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Now, 
This man alone could feed the poor of Africa. Praise God. One person, because you see, some of our leaders, the Lord help us. What they sit on alone, they and their families can't finish it. And yet, a whole section of society are greatly impoverished. And we are doing uh, uh, transparency, international uh, international monetary, they say something, something in this. That's not what we need. We need Christ in the heart. When Christ comes into the heart, everything changes. Everything changes. Nobody, there was no transparency international. There was no special uh, uh, Yoko setup. There was nothing like a, a special prosecutor from anywhere. All Zacchaeus needed to give up his wealth was respond to a call of Christ. When he got saved for real, without anybody, he says, I will give it up. I give it up. I give it up. I give it up. The, the goods God has bestowed upon the nations are enough to feed every nation. There is no nation that's supposed to be a second class nation to another nation. No. God did not design the first world and the second world. And the third world. No. It's the creation of man. And it's a product of corruption. Praise God. There is corruption in every nation. It's a blotter. How he fell. And he's not a black man. So corruption is not limited to black men. But black men are wicked when they are doing corruption. They are, they are, they are too wicked. Black men, they are too wicked. A white man will do a good road and chop some of the money. But the black man will do praise God. Yeah, That is the difference. The white man will think about lives first before he thinks about himself. But the black he looks at how much he needs to enjoy his life before how much he needs to fix a decent road. So by the time they start the road, a greater part of the money is gone. Praise God. May the Lord help us. In our generation, in our time, and in our dispensation, may we have a new Africa. May we have a new Ghana. Can somebody give me an amen? Yeah. And don't say, all of them are doing it. One person can make a difference. One of the greatest challenges we have in Africa is because we fall for this uh, bad idea that everybody is doing it. So when you take a stand and the pressure mounts, you fall. But I pray that in our dispensation in our time, when the pressure is mounting, you'll be standing. Just as Daniel stood in his days, receive grace to stand in your days. Shout a believing amen. amen. How do we win souls then? Number one, Last week we said we win souls by praying for them. By what? Praying for them. Paul said in Romans chapter 10 verse 1. He said, my heart, prayer, and endless desire for uh, salvation of men is that all men will be saved. That's the first part. By praying for them. Number two, it's by going and preaching to them. Going and preaching to them. Somebody say, going and preaching to them. Say it, going and preaching to them. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 he said I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing. He said preach the word be instant in season and out of season. Preach the word. Somebody say preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season. You can't do the work of an evangelist without preaching the word. Preach the word. Whether they want to hear it or not preach it. 
preach it at all times and in all seasons. Because God's word has so much power to save, God did not put any time limit on when the word can be preached. The word can be preached when one is a minute away from death. The word can be preached when someone is met at midnight. The word can be preached at dawn. The word can be preached at anywhere. When you are in a car, when you are on a phone, it can be preached. And I pray that the grace and the boldness to preach the word will be your portion. Shout a believing amen. Shout a believing amen. A lot of people have a lot of uh, ideas when it comes to preaching the word, but it's not complex. Tend to your neighbor and say it's not complex. When we talk about preaching the word, it simply means tell others about the great things you encounter with God has done for them. There are people who are having marital problems and they think it's their husband. They don't know their problem is their heart. Let Christ enter the heart and real change will begin. Because once Christ is not the center of your life, you always see others as a cause of your problem. But when Christ enters your heart, first of all, he makes you see how wretched you are. Before you now begin to look at others. So reach out to others. Let them know. Let them know. Tell them about how great it is. Jesus met one man who was demonized in the book of Mark chapter 5 verse 18 to 19. And then ministered to him. Later on Mark 5, 18 and 19. When he was coming, this man met him and he said, I want to follow you. Jesus said, don't follow me. But he told him what to do. He said, and when he was coming to the ship, he said, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Look at what Jesus said, verse 19. He said, how be it Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, go home to your friends. Somebody say, go to your friends. So when we talk about soul winning, we are saying, deal with your friends. Have friends and deal with them. That's why this month I'm telling you that it is not good to be a Christian and have no sinner friends. I give you permission. Have sinner friends. Somebody say, make friends with sinners. Make friends with sinners. It's not a sign that you're a good Christian. And you can't flow with sinners. We are not saying go and sit at beer bar and drink with them. That's not what I'm talking about. Because some of you do that anyway. I was shocked when somebody was telling me about somebody uh, that another had brought to church. And that person was telling me how the one who brought him to church drinks. And he that he brought him was telling me about when he came and he heard the message I'm preaching, he, he doesn't know why this person is like this. You see, when you do that, you are sending a missed message. There are people who drink. I'll be a fool to think that all of you are saints. No. 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 But Jesus told him, go. Go. And it's because the reason why you are drinking is because you are failing to grow. Yeah. It's not that uh, Satan has power to make you drink it. You are failing to grow. You have to grow up. Drinking is for babies. So share the gospel freely. Somebody say freely. Share it freely. Tell others about what you encounter. He said, go and tell your friends how great things had the Lord done for thee and how he had had compassion on thee. That's so winning. So winning is telling people God is a compassionate God. God is a loving God. God will not condemn them. God wants them in a relationship with him. That's so winning. That is the good news of the gospel. Most of the time we go and preach to people but we preach something else other than the gospel. The gospel is not condemnation. The gospel is not to refuse wearing miniskirt. The gospel is not to tell somebody, don't wear, I'm aware. How 
Most people go and they begin to teach unbelievers how to stop sin. They don't teach unbelievers how to stop sin. Do you, can you teach a goat how to stop being a goat? You see, you are, not, you are not being very honest with yourself. You tell goat, don't be a goat. All a goat needs to be is to be a goat. All a, a pig needs to be is to be a pig. It is those who are saved that we admonish. That listen, because now you are saved, you need to live a certain life that defines your status in Christ. That's, that you are the people, but not unbelievers. Praise God. Let them come in. When they are coming, if there is minister, they have all they have, let them come. Praise God. If you are some decent one, give it to them. If they are, they are, their ears are pierced ten times, they have uh, uh, something here in their nose, don't let them remove it. Let them come. I'm not communicating here. Let them come. When they come face to face with the reality of the gospel, and then their heart becomes transformed, nobody can stop them. I'm not communicating. That's gospel. That is the gospel of Christ. Stop laying hard rules and laws on people. Even you, Jesus has not laid hard rules on you. You will save. How many times are you not breaking those things? Things you know are right, yet you do them. You know are wrong, yet you do them. You are being judgmental, poking your nose. May God have mercy on you. Why must we go and preach the gospel? Because it is foundational to fulfilling the great commission. The great commission is not go and stay. He said, go and preach. Go. Matthew 28. Going to sinners with the gospel, everywhere we find them is foundational for the fulfillment of the great commission. That's one. Matthew uh, says, go ye therefore. Look, uh, Mark 16, he said, go ye into all nations. The same thing is there. And then in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he says, we should go and reach out. Number two, we need to go and preach because salvation requires the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Salvation. Somebody say salvation. To be saved, you need to be exposed to the incorruptible seed. In fact, the thing that God uses to save people is his word. Praise God. It's his word. So, when the word of God goes forth, only God knows how many people are getting saved through the brokers who are not here. A lot of people are being rich and they are not here. So, when the word goes forth, people get exposed and they come into salvation. Two ways to preach the gospel. One is preach it with your life. Somebody say, preach it with your life. Preach it with your life. Preach it with your life. The message is well received and is received better when it is coming from a life well lived. You see, the cheapest way to preach a sermon to anyone is to live out Christ-likely. When you live the Christ-like life out publicly, and people see it, when they see the harmony between you and your wife, though you are not angels, and they tell them, what's your secret? What is making your home so sweet and tranquil? Then you tell them, it's our relationship with the Lord. It's not because we are a perfect couple, but because we have the relationship with Christ. Am I communicating here? You have to preach it. Paul told the Corinthian church, he said, you are our written epistles being read by all. So people are reading your life. That's why they can tell you, ah, I thought you were a Christian and you are doing this. How many of us have been told some, something like that? I know you are holy. You have never done anything that made anybody say something like that. But if you have ever done anything like that, like me, lift up your hands. Praise God. Yeah. Sometimes you do something and unbelievers can tell why you shouldn't do it because they expect, they know that as a Christian you ought to live a certain higher life. 
Am I communicating here? And I pray that the grace to be a witness will be upon you. The Bible was speaking in 1 Peter 3 verse 1. He says, Wives, be submissive to your own husbands. And when you are, even though they may not be saved, by the word of God you can win them. And then of course, we preach with our lips. We preach with all our lips. You have to preach the word. Speak the word unashamedly. Open your mouth and speak it. Speak it with a friend. Speak it with a colleague. Speak it to someone. Receive the grace to speak the word of God. In closing, how to preach the gospel to win lost souls? How to preach it? How do we preach it? In simple terms, if you are going to preach the gospel to win souls, first of all, we must believe in the power of the gospel. We must believe in what? The power of the gospel. If you are preaching a message and you don't believe it, it will have no impact on no one. You have to believe in the power of the gospel. The reason why a lot of people don't preach the gospel is that they don't believe it has power. They don't believe somebody can hear radio. And then they say, now I give my life to the Lord. They don't believe it. They don't believe that stepping out on Friday and meeting a friend and telling them God loves them and he wants to have fellowship with them can change their lives. They don't believe it. But Apostle Paul said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. He said, for the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 1.18. So you have to believe in the power of a gospel. Mere words? Mere words. The gospel is not mere words. The gospel is the word of God in print. Can somebody give me an amen? amen? Inherent in the spoken gospel is the power of God. I, I still don't know how God works it. But somewhere, somehow, look at by exposing yourself continually to the word of God, how your life has been transformed. That's how the gospel works. You can't tell how it changes people. But somewhere, somehow, God uses it to change lives. So believe in the power of the gospel. Number two, pray for the conviction of the Holy Ghost upon the message. When we are stepping out, we need to pray. Lord, as we are going and we meet people and we share the word, let your breath rest upon the message. Cause men to come to faith in Christ. Am I communicating here? Yeah, you have to pray. that When the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost is the convictor. He is what? The convictor. The Bible says when he is come, John 16, 8, he will convict the world of sin. The Holy Ghost is the convictor. It's not the harshness of your preaching. It's not how hard you are. Oh, pastor, if you preach like this, nobody will be saved. You have to preach hard messages like Akwesiewa. I'm not Akwesiewa. Hard messages don't change people. It is convicting messages that changes people. Am I communicating? Yeah. The more hard you are, you even look at yourself. When somebody is hard on you, sometimes it even makes you more stubborn. But when people demonstrate love to you when you don't deserve it, it begins to torment and transforms you. That's why love is more powerful than hate. Can somebody give me an amen there? Very important. Number three, we must not condemn sinners. Preach the gospel. Don't condemn them. Stop condemning them. The way you are dressed, you go to hell. You see, <laughs> what has dressing ta- Who told you dressing takes people to hell? It's the heart. When a person's heart is changed, you want to change a person's dress and his heart is not changed. And the heart is what is determining what the person is wearing. The Bible said, 
Jesus did not come to condemn the world. John chapter uh, 3 verse 17. He said, for God did not send his son to come and condemn the world. He did not. So why have you appointed yourself the ministry of condemnation? You've given yourself the minister of uh, 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 condemnation. When God gave you a ministry of reconciliation, you have decided that one is not good enough. I want condemnation. He did not send his son to come and uh, condemn the world. But that through him, the world might be saved. And by the way, if God is to use his measuring stick to measure all of us, you who is preaching, the Bible says, oh Lord, if you are to mark iniquity, who will stand? We are saved by the mercies and the grace of God. Number three, number four, we must keep watering the seed of the word after planting it. When we sow the seed of the word, we must keep uh, watering it. And we water it by our kindness. When you preach to somebody, invite somebody, and the person does not come, he should not become your enemy overnight. Be nice to the person. Be nice. Keep the relationship. Water it with kindness. Sometimes if there's something you have, you share it with them. Keep the relationship and be continue praying for them. You are not the one who saves souls. I'm not the one who saves souls. God saves souls. Jesus said that no man can come except the Father draws him. The word of God, when it is sown, it brings forth fruit with patience. Luke chapter 8, verse 15, we are told. He said, and the word brought forth fruit with patience. First Corinthians 3, verse 16. Yeah. He says, and they brought forth fruit with patience. First Corinthians 3, verse 6. He says, I planted, Paul watered, but God gave the increase. Increase is from God. And as we go planting, as we go watering, God will bring us increase. Finally, as we do all of this, we must trust in God's ability. We must trust in God's ability to make the seed of the word sown fruitful when you preach. Trust in God's ability. Trust in God's ability. Paul planted, Apollos watered. God gave the increase. Jesus said, no man can come after you have preached. No man can come after you have gone. No man can come except the Father draws them. So after we have done all we need to do, we need to trust the Father to draw them. So this is how practically you preach the gospel to engage people for Christ. I pray that the grace of God will go with you. As we come to the communion table tonight, this morning, as we depart from here after the service, I pray that you will live with a passion to reach out to the Lord. Beginning from this week, receive grace and boldness to share the gospel with everyone you encounter. Bow down your heads and pray for that courage. has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get 
Interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our Word Encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Seranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you.